Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Big Bang Wrestling. I'm your host, Marcus. And normally I'm joined with my co-host, Nick. But unfortunately this week, you know, he decided he needs to take some time off from the podcast. Um, he's going through some family issues. He had a death in the family this past week. So I told him, you know, take the week off. I'll take care of the podcast. I try to do the best I can without him being on the show. And it's, it's definitely not going to be the same without him adding his uh, commentary to the subjects. But like I said, I'm going to try to do the best I can this week to fly solo. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get started. First thing I want to hit on is last week we had WrestleMania Backlash, first pay per view after the show of shows, WrestleMania. Um, me personally, I didn't feel like Backlash really hit on a whole lot. Like it was kind of a dull pay per view for me personally, with the exception of maybe three matches. But I didn't watch the pre-show. Nobody watches the pre-shows, really. So I didn't see Sheamus and Ricochet. And unfortunately, I did miss the women's triple threat match between Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. Now, being a little late you know, watching it, I did come in on the SmackDown Tag Championship match there between Rey, Rey and Dominic Mysterio against Dirty Dogs. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And from what I caught of that match, it was great, really. It was a lot of flies. It was really fast-paced, which I liked. And a great match and a lot of near falls that I saw in the match. And ultimately, we saw Ray and Dominic become the first team in WWE history to win the tag titles as a father and son team. So congratulations to them on you know, setting that new record. Then we saw the Lumberjack match between Damian Priest and Miz. That was kind of a letdown for me. I didn't think it was that great, and the zombies just really ruined it. You know, WWE officials were reported as saying that the blood and guts match that AEW had Near the week before, set the wrestling business back 30 years. I think the zombies set it back even further than that. It made it look really stupid and cartoonish if they haven't done it before already. I mean, that match to me was nothing special. And I'm a big fan of The Miz. I just, the match didn't do anything for me. Bianca Belair, she defeated. Bailey to defend her SmackDown Women's t uh, Championship. It was a pretty decent match. It was pretty good. Not a whole lot for me to really say about that. We saw Bobby Lashley defend his WWE Championship against Braun Strowman and McIntyre. For three big guys, that was a pretty decent match. You know, I was not upset by that at all or the results. I was happy Lashley won. And I think Lashley is finally 
know, getting this WWE you know, world ch title opportunity and run that he deserved years ago. So, for me, I think this title reign is long overdue, and there's a lot that they could do with Lashley as champion. So, hopefully, for me anyways, I hope Lashley keeps the title for a while. The main event, this was probably the best, I say probably, this was, in my opinion, the best match of the whole night. And that was the match between Roman Reigns and Cesaro for the Universal Championship. Now, going into this match, I was like, you know, okay, Roman Reigns going to win. Ain't no way they're going to let Cesaro beat him. But then, as the match was going on, there were several points in that match, it was like, I was thinking, are they about to pull the trigger on Cesaro and have him win the title? Because there were so many, there were several spots in that match it looked like to me it was going to happen. But ultimately, Reigns, you know, walked out victorious and Cesaro showed that he belongs in the main event, you know, world title picture from this point forward. You know, I think he should be in that title picture. And WWE would really be dropping the ball with him if they drop him back to the mid-card and tag title divisions. You know, that's somebody they've really been sleeping on, haven't been using to his full potential. And after Backlash, hopefully they'll start. And now I think he's, it looks like he's going to be continuing his feud with Seth Rollins, unless they decide to make Roman Reigns' next title defense a triple threat between the three. You know, Roman, Seth Rollins, and Cesaro, which would, in my opinion, I think it'd be really good. I'd personally rather see a rematch between Reigns and Cesaro, but adding Seth Rollins to the mix could really make it interesting. Hopefully, Hell in a Cell knows as that's the next pay-per-view coming up, you know, as that begins to shape up, hopefully we'll see more developments with what the Universal Championship match is going to be. Earlier this week, we also saw that WWE released you know, right much of their NXT talent. You know, they released two referees. One was Jake Clemens. I really don't know who that is. But then the other one that got released, he's been in the headlines a little bit more for his personal views, which I'm not going to get into his personal views, but to many they were controversial. So that I believe that's why WWE released him because of his personal views and for not being quiet about them because he didn't agree with what everybody else was doing. That's just my opinion on the subject. But also they released several wrestlers from NXT, including Alexander Wolfe, who we just saw get you know, pretty much turned on by Imperium, kicked him out the group. And they released Kavita Devi, Ezra Judge, Vanessa Bourne, Jessamine Duke, who I really haven't seen since they split up the um, MMA horsewoman group. Of her, Shayna Baszler, and I forgot who the other one was. But 
since they all split up, I really haven't seen much of her. So they end up releasing her. Skylar Story, who was looking to be a promising talent for the women's division on NXT. And probably the most controversial out the whole group that got released was Velveteen Dream. A lot of people liked him. A lot of people were fans of him. I was not. I was not a fan whatsoever of Velveteen Dream. I didn't like his gimmick. I didn't like I didn't like his character at all. And then the things going on with him, apparently sending pictures and shit to a minor, kind of got brushed, brushed under the rug, and I believe it happened again. Or he got brought back up, and then he's just been kind of off of TV for a while, and so I guess they finally decided to release him. Yeah, I'm just waiting to see if there's going to be any more releases or if that's going to be it. But this was part of their annual spring cleaning and trying to make budget cuts, things of that nature. So will some of these people go to AEW, as everybody says, as soon as they get released from WWE? Everybody says they should sign with AEW. They should, this person should sign with AEW. Not every WWE person needs to sign with AEW. There's plenty of other places they could go. AEW is probably the second most popular, but there's also companies that could use these names to bring themselves up into the spotlight. Impact has been struggling ever since they got started. MLW, Ring of Honor could definitely... Ring of Honor doesn't need anybody. Right? They got a great roster from what I saw. And when I watch it, they got a great roster. Impact needs the most help because they're struggling. Impact's just struggling. Yeah, but some of them might go to Japan or even NWA. You know, just wait to see what happens with them. Speaking of AEW, their um, next pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, is coming up. I believe it's May 30th. And they got a pretty decent-looking card for the most part. And you got the AEW World Title match. You, know, you got Kenny Omega. He's defending against both Orange Cassidy and Pac. I would personally rather see the one-on-one -on -one match between Omega and Pac. I don't know how Orange Cassidy's going to fit into that title match. This going to be one of those things like Orange Cassidy is one of those characters that's like you gotta wait and see what how it's gonna be. He can be hit or miss sometimes, but I'm looking forward to the match. You got the AEW Women's Championship and a match that most fans have been looking forward to for the past year. And that's Hikaru Shida. She's defending her women's championship against Dr. Britt Baker. And I'm sure that's going to be one of the best matches of the night because both of them are damn good. So whoever wins that match, I'm not going to be disappointed at all. Sheeta has been a great women's champion. I think it's time that Britt Baker gets some type of gold around her waist and she'd be another great champion to represent that women's division. Then you got the Casino Battle Royal where... The winner will receive a future AEW World Championship match. And there's 
a lot of people in that match. I'm not going through the whole list because then I'd be here all day talking about them. So, I mean, there's a lot of mid-card, I guess you could say. A lot of, like, mid-card talent and people that you really don't get to see a whole lot of. So, whoever wins that one... It's going to be interesting seeing that person go against Kenny Omega because I got a feeling he's going to be keeping that title for a little bit longer. Then we got Page versus Cage. Not in a cage match. Uh, just a regular singles match between Hangman Page and Brian Cage. Which I think that's going to be a pretty good match. I know a few weeks ago on Dynamite, we've seen, we saw Brian Cage get a win over... Hangman, which that was to my surprise because I thought Hangman, with him being, I think he was the number one ranked contender for the belt, and then he loses to Brian Cage out of nowhere. So now they're generating a little more interest with Hangman, I believe. So that's definitely going to be a match to watch. Then you got Miro defending his newly won TNT championship against Lance Archer and what's going to be another good match. Lance Archer, Miro should have had gold when he was in WWE. They treated him pretty much like a jobber after his U.S. title run. He was pretty much a jobber after his loss to Cena at WrestleMania. I think the only other memorable thing he really did was had that storyline with Lana and Lashley, and that wasn't memorable for good reasons. Lance Archer, he's been one that I've been wanting to see with championship gold ever since the company started. I, ever since Lance Archer was in WWE, I've been a fan of him. So, again, that's another good match. Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, I really don't have an opinion on. Scorpio Sky's good. Darby Allen's good. Sting, I just feel like he's getting too old. And you can tell it in the ring. He's getting too old to do this. Ethan Page, I think I've only watched him once really wrestle. And that's what it was an impact as Karate Man, and it just turned me off away. It turned me away from him instantly. So, I said that's probably the match I consider a bathroom break. We got the AEW tag team titles. You know, we got the Young Bucks defending their tag team championships against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. That's a match that could go either way, and it's gonna be a good match. I, I think it's gonna be a good match. I just feel like there's other teams that deserve a tag title opportunity before Moxley and Kingston. Some, let somebody have a legitimate program with the Young Bucks and build up to a good match. You know, Moxley and Kingston were kind of thrown together. And it, was, it, it felt kind of rushed. But they're still all great talent, so I know they're going to put on a good match. I just think they're kind of rushing that. Speaking of rushing matches and storylines... We just saw a blood and guts match between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle, which we saw the Pinnacle win the match. Yes. 
Sorry about that, a phone call. Um, anyways, yeah, we just saw the Pinnacle win that Blood and Guts match, which, in my opinion, that match was kind of hot-shotted. Like Nick said, you know, a couple, you know, like, what was it, two weeks ago, it was kind of hot-shotted. You know, that's a match that should be the end of a feud, not the beginning. So now... AEW announced they're going to have a stadium stampede match between the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. And if the Pinnacle wins, the Inner Circle has to disband. I'm sorry, I think they kind of did this a little bit backwards. I would think that they should have a regular match a regular tag match first you know what was it five on five i believe that's how they should have started it then go to the stadium stampede because the stadium stampede could be a good like a mid-feud match for pay-per-view then once you get to the end towards the end of the feud do the blood and guts match with the stipulation that the loser has to disband that's the way it should be or if the inner circle wins, they don't break up as a unit. You know, that's the way it should have been. But they I feel like they did it backwards. Again, Blood and Guts, that was a great match. But that should be more of a end of a feud type match. So I didn't really get, like, excited over the last stadium stampede match so i really don't believe the hype going into this one i'm not a fan of it i feel like that's a missed opportunity that they did but those are your matches for double or nothing coming on may 30th no overall i think it's going to be a good show it's just some of these matches are going to be kind of hit or miss so, we're going to see how that goes. AEW has also announced that they are finally starting a second show. I believe that is starting in August. It's going to be called AEW Rampage, coming on Friday nights immediately after WWE Friday Night Smackdown. And they're going to be coming on TBS. They're, AEW is... I already said they're going to leave TNT and switch over to TBS. And they're going to air the second show on Friday nights. And it's going to be an hour-long show. It's not going to be any type of brand split or anything like that. Because I don't. their roster isn't deep enough to do that. They can't afford to do that yet. So... Either this is going to be pretty much a recap show with maybe one or two matches. Or this is going to be kind of like a maybe main event. WWE main event. You know, where some of their talent that doesn't get used on the main shows will be used on this show. Which could be good. It could be a good opportunity for those talents. Since Dark is packed. And it's on YouTube, first of all, so not a lot of people get to watch it. But there's so many matches packed on Dark, AEW Dark. You know, nobody's going to sit there and watch the whole thing that long. Especially with 
so much wrestling coming on in a week. And the big question is, what are they going to do with the TNT title? Are they going to leave it as the TNT title? Are they going to change it to the TBS title? Are they going to change it to television championship? Or what are they going to do? That's my question. That's my big question. That's going to be interesting to see how they work that. Because you ain't going to be able to have it on TBS and call it the TNT championship. That's, I think maybe a conflict of interest. I think that's what that would be. Anyways, off of that subject, something big that everybody as a wrestling fan has been looking forward to is live shows and these companies start to tour again both AEW and WWE have already said you know by July they're going to be running show live shows with fans in attendance and they're going to start touring going to different areas of the country so that is definitely a step in the right direction to get fans and excitement back into the product post COVID-19 pandemic, whatever you want to call this thing. Um, I'm just glad things are starting to finally make their way back towards normal. Not there yet, but we're getting there. I know I'm just excited for them to come back to Virginia because then I'm going to start going. I miss going to the live shows. They're always a lot more fun than watching them on TV, in my opinion. Even if you watch the same show on TV and it sucked, you can be in the crowd. And just the energy from being at a live show, if you've never been to one, the energy is in the air and in that, in that arena. It just it makes it fun. It's a great experience. But that's pretty much it for as far as you no know, in-ring news, out of, outside the ring news. It's been a fairly quiet week. You know. But that doesn't mean they haven't had their share of moments and flops. You know, for my moment of the week came on Friday Night SmackDown, and that's finally seeing the long awaited return of Aleister Black. Not exactly in the way that I personally wanted to see him come back, but just finally seeing him buy a wrestling ring is good enough for me. And they immediately inserted him into the Intercontinental title picture. Now, I think he's on feud with Big E for a little bit, which hopefully he beats Big E. Because Aleister Black is long overdue, again, for a championship. You know, there was a rumor that he was going to have a major push when he came back on TV. So automatically we're thinking world title scene or main event picture. They put him in the top tier of the mid-card division, which is great. You know, he'd be a hell of an intercontinental champion, and I'm finally glad he's back. And they sold the eye injury still, so that's pretty neat. Hopefully they don't make him goofy like they did on Raw towards the end of his run there. But I'm just glad Aleister Black's back. And I can't wait to see him in the ring finally competing again. My flop, however, was seeing that announcement of a stadium stampede match. 
because I really don't want to see another one. I really don't. Again, the storyline's backwards you know, by the, from the way I'm looking at it, and I don't think it needs to be done again. You know, they... I just, I don't see the hype with the stadium stampede. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. But the best match out of all the wrestling that came on, you know, from backlash to now, was the Universal Championship match between the champion, Roman Reigns, and the challenger, Cesaro. Best match by far, of the whole past two weeks. You know, again, like I said, there was moments in that match that made me jump up and start yelling at this TV for Cesaro to win. Because, there was, again, there was times I thought he was about to win. For real. And that's how you know the, the performers are doing their job. When they're making you think like that, and it's called suspending disbelief. Or suspending belief. And they did exactly that. Ever since Roman has become a heel, he has been absolutely killing it. Now, this is his best work he's done since he's been in the company. And this is definitely going to go far. But the match between Roman Reigns and Cesaro at Backlash was definitely the best match that I saw in the past two weeks. Now, it's time for my favorite part of the show, and this is where normally me and Nick will pick a you know, classic match or you know, a match that's happened in the past that we'll recommend for you, the viewers, to watch because it has some type of sentimental or, you know, type of value to us and it was a special match to us it was, whether it was good whether it's the performers that were in it or what have you whatever the situation may be and for me my match this week came back from really it wasn't even meant to be a pay-per-view it was more of a house show back in 2016 and it was WWE Roadblock right before Wrestlemania uh, we saw Triple H, when he was the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, he defended the title against Dean Ambrose. And the reason that this match was special to me is because that's the first time we've really seen Dean Ambrose in that main event spotlight. This is when he showed to all the head honchos in the office and us as fans that he can be a main event player. And they gave him the ball and he ran with it with that, that match. You know, again, there were so many moments in that match that made me jump up out the seat thinking Ambers might actually win. And there was one spot in the match where Dean Ambers hit Dirty Deeds on Triple H. You know, Dean Ambers covers him. The ref counts the three. He gets Dean Ambrose gets a three count on Triple H. Then the referee you know, what calls that decision off because Dean Ambrose's foot was under the ribs. You don't really see that happen much, and I think it's weird that it only happened during that one match. So 
That was kind of like a bullshit moment for me. You know, watching it at that time. And I was just, I was like, okay, Dean is going to finally win the belt. And he didn't, so I was disappointed. But overall, still, it was a great match. And I highly recommend anybody to watch this match, especially if you're a fan of Dean Ambrose. This is a great match to watch. And this was also the last time that Triple H held not only a world title, but any title. That was the last time he's held a belt. You know, that's the last time he's held championship gold in WWE. So, everybody, that's my, my pick for the classic match this week. Dean Ambrose versus Triple H at WWE Roadblock for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The link for that match will be posted on our Facebook page. It'll be on our Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media. And this episode will be available on all of you know, the podcast streaming services as well as YouTube. Now again, Nick will be back with us on our next episode. And we also have some big plans currently in the works for everybody. So again, you know, with Nick being gone this week, keep him and his family in your thoughts and prayers. You know, he missed being on the podcast this week. He was upset he wasn't able to do it. And my damn phone keeps going off. I'll put this damn thing on silent. I said, Nick was upset he wasn't going to be able to be on the podcast this week. But he said he will be back on our next episode in two weeks. So everybody, thank you all for watching this week and bearing with me as I was trying to run it solo the best I could this week, y'all. Um, again, my name is Marcus. Thank you all for watching. Stay awesome.